Hey there, welcome to Authentically Raw. I'm your host, Jamie Darris. Okay, as I listened to my conversation with Missy Brophy in the last episode with when we talked about social media and Gen Z mostly, I you can't not listen to the episode and think about adults and our own relationship with social media and how it affects us. It's not just a generation thing of the younger generations at all whatsoever. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about it. I have, I'm going to admit, I have such strong feelings over social media and so often I I don't, I have more, I've said before, I had like a love-hate relationship with it. I don't even know if I want to use the word love. It's more like a like-hate And so often I have more of a hate relationship. Yes, I am super happy that I can get on social media and I feel like I treat it more as my encyclopedia, my resources. And back in the day, I absolutely loved reading magazines and I'll still grab one every so often to go to the beach or something like that. I treat it like a magazine. What types of things uh, are interesting to me that I want to catch up on, that I want to read, that I want to find out about? Stuff that really makes my life better. And like I I do. I love posting uh, pretty much almost a daily quote on Instagram. I live by quotes. I've been a quote junkie since I was a very young age, in grade school actually. And I love those aspects of social media. Every so often I like to catch up on someone, you know, what what they're doing, but I rarely, rarely keep up on people's dailies, daily lives on social media. It's just who I am. I like, obviously, deeper, more meaningful connections with people. I would rather text you individually or call you and catch up, even if it's been six months. I don't really want to see what you're doing on social media over the last six months. I would rather connect with you. That is my own personal thing, and everybody you know can handle social media different. And I think the point I'm trying to make here is we have to be good with what social media does for us, but we have to be aware of just in simple, simple terms, is social media good for me or bad for me? Is it enhancing my life? Is it hurting my, my life? Helping or hurting? It's plain and simple, flat out. A few of the things that Missy and I talked about with the Gen Z, which it's disturbing to me, if I could sum it up in one word, is how the depression and anxiety has skyrocketed. They actually used the term that it has increased astronomically. And hearing that word, I can't get it out of my head. It particularly concerns me, obviously, with the whole Gen Z, because three of my four children are Gen Z. Those born between the time of 1997 through 2012. But it's not just Gen Z. I think of all of us adults and the rates, I mean, of depression and, you know, mental health and anxiety, how it's prevalent. And I do wonder how much social media does affect adults. One thing, another word that stuck out to me too, the two words astronomical and exasperated. And 
that that's kind of how they described it too, how social media has exasperated our issues of depression and anxiety. And along with that, a couple of the big topics that they spoke on when I went to, if you haven't listened to the other um, podcast, it was, I went to a presentation called Developing Healthy Kids. But really, we should have one for trying to and develop healthy adults and social media rules because I think we all need it. A couple of the things that really stood out to me were the body image issues, issues of self-worth, issues of confidence, because I think there is, there's, it's a very blurry line of where like say the Gen Z, these issues with Gen Z stops and where it starts with, it could even be, you know, Gen X, Gen Y, millennials, baby boomers, all of us. I don't really see that there is a difference in how it can affect. It's maybe we have better boundaries or some control over what we expose ourselves to, but look around us. These issues of confidence, you know, or insecurity, I should say, self-worth and body image, they're everywhere. And in particular with parents, I feel, or just even, doesn't even necessarily mean if, if you're not a parent. I feel that it's social media can really stir up these feelings of I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not going on you know, enough vacations. I'm not taking my kids enough places. I'm not hanging out with friends at these trendy places. I'm not eating these fabulous foods. I'm not wearing these fashionable clothes. I'm, it's just this, I'm not enough because look at all of these other pictures that everyone else has posted. Mind you, all of these fabricated, filtered pictures that are often staged and set up and we all fall into this trap, right? I'm still not enough. I'm not doing enough with with my friends, with my family, and whether it's our achievements, you know, all these other people are posting their achievements or what clubs or organizations they're in, and I'm not doing that. And it gets these feelings of insecurity and you know, our self-worth goes down. I'm not being enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not even posting enough, right? Oh, I think one of the things, too, that stuck out was how, obviously, we talked about in there, I've always left with my husband, that, yes, handing these kids these phones is like handing them a drug, and then we have to sit there and manage it. But as adults, we get the same sort of hit from our phones. It releases this dopamine, and they compare it similar to having a cocaine addiction. So, as an adult... How do we manage and not become addicted to social media? I think of everything that we post, why we post it, and getting back behind our motives and asking ourselves individually, why am I posting this? Like, what for? What's my motive? And why am I scrolling through this? Why am I looking at this? Why am I reading this? What, you know, what do I get out of it? Is it causing a benefit in my life or is it sucking something out of me? Does it make me, like I just said in the beginning, is it helping me or is it hurting me? And another thing I often say is get a life. 
if we are scrolling and watching everyone else live their lives, whatever they're doing, wherever they're going, whoever they're with, why don't we put our own phones down and actually just go get a life ourselves? Go live what we're watching everybody else live. So we think, right? Are we trying to live vicariously through other people? Is it bringing us joy? Because yeah, sometimes when you see pictures of your friends or loved ones out having fun doing things, it does bring in a sense of joy. And maybe you see a picture of someone, I don't know, vacationing somewhere and you think, I've always wanted to go there. That's interesting. Let me see where they went, what they did. Maybe it stirs you to go plan that vacation that you've wanted to do forever and you go and you enjoy and you love that experience. But again, it is it's the motives. It's the why. Is it to show and tell? Is it to really experience something? Because I feel so, when we get so wrapped up in social media, sometimes our why and our what for as grown, mature adults, we revert back to that of children, truly. So I know I'm probably going to irritate a lot of people in this conversation, but the truth is the truth. And I think it just brings our awareness so we can keep ourselves in check, right? It's, it's being aware. Why do I do what I do on social media? What do I need it for? What am I getting out of it? And one thing that they talked about too with the Gen Z, but again, this is completely relevant for adults. I had written down a couple of things and one of them was the perfectionism. Because if you really look at so many of the pictures, so many of the videos, everything is just so. I know that when I was at the presentation, they talked about how there's, and I don't, I don't, I haven't even seen this on social media, but I think it was a TikTok thing where there's actually steps to take. Like step one, pose like this. Step two, you know, stick your butt out like this. Step three, your hand goes on your hip like this. You're, you know, step four, suck your cheeks in. It's like, holy Moses. So my question is how, you know, I, I mean, as an adult, are we spending all this time trying to pose, perfect what we post, what we say on post, how we respond? Uh, it's just, where does it end? And a couple other things that really came up for me was, do you feel like you're competing with the phone and the attention of someone else. And I, I say that because how often do we picture someone and I think we can relate to this as an adult. Where I'm going with this is I look back at my parents on the years and you know how sometimes there's just stages of life you picture your parents doing certain things, whether it's a certain car that they drove and you can, you have that vision or that memory of riding in a car, you know, with your parents, maybe it's summer and the windows are rolled down and I don't know what's playing. Uh, I think of all different things from Kenny Rogers to Neil Diamond to Foreigner, whatever it is, you have these pictures I think about this as an adult and as a parent. I don't want my kids coming home and always picturing me with my head down on my phone. Or every time they walk into a room and try to ask me something or have a conversation on me, I'm shushing them. Shh, just a minute. 
Or maybe they're talking and I'm not giving them my full attention. Can I put my phone down and look at someone, anyone, adult, child, coworker, friend, anyone, anywhere, and truly give them my full attention? It's one thing if we are responding to a text or a work email or something that's, you know, maybe urgent right now. But how often are you more involved in scrolling through social media watching videos, liking things of people you have no clue who they are and ignoring the people that you care about the most that are right in front of you. And I think it, that, that is a, probably one of my biggest motivators and reminders of when I use my phone. So I hope that helps. I don't know. I'm, again, I'm probably stirring up things and getting people defensive. And that kind of is the whole point because how many times I know I've said to my kids or friends or even my husband, hey, are you going to pay attention to me? Are you listening to me as they're on their phone? And I know it's a social media scroll and people on the receiving end of that, they get defensive. And so a lot of times we just ignore it to avoid the conflict, right? And it just reminds me or makes me think of how much power does social media have over you, over how you respond to it in your house or around other people. Are we tiptoeing around social media? I'm going deep, I know. But truly, it's everywhere. It's all the time. It's in the palm of our hands. How many hours out of the day? They have, uh, social media has so much power over us. And, you know, are you self-controlling? Do you have boundaries? Can you have your own boundaries around social media? How are you doing with that? I guess I feel like I need to go into coaching mode. And that is just asking a million questions. Because if you're not aware, then you can't make any changes. And I think if I were to break it up into certain things, I'd break it up. You know, what does social media have, say, on my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, you know, my overall well-being and my relationships? Because let's, let's take our physical health. Does it steal your productivity? When you come home, you know, you've got chores, maybe you have projects, whatever you have around the house. And how good does it feel sometimes just to do that mindless, numb out, chill out scrolling. It feels great, right? I I get it. Sometimes I get that way too. But how do we turn it off? And I think that is the biggest thing. Do you have that self-control? Do you have that boundary to be like, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes and I'm done and I'm going to go do something else. What about when you go to bed at night? Do you have to, oh, one quick more scroll. It's going to take me five minutes and 45, an hour, you know, 60 minutes later, are you still scrolling? So then was your alarm set for 5 a.m. so you could get up and exercise? But I stayed on social media so late last night. I am way too tired. So you're less focused at work because you're grouchy and irritable or wherever you are the next day. So we lose sleep over it. We're tired. Oh, we're not exercising because we stayed up late and then we turned off our alarm the next morning. Or how often are you literally just sitting there when you could maybe be out for a walk with someone talking to an actual person that you could touch if you wanted, smell them, whatever it is. And I think, you know, it's like if you're losing sleep because of it, no, you're not as focused throughout the day. And how often with that focus does social media pull us away from what we're doing right then and there? Not only from giving attention to people, but to our work, 
if you're in the middle of something something and you have this ding from your phone, I get it. It is so distracting. How does how often does it pull you away? And then does it can you get that focus back? Can you be productive? Is it now taking you an hour to complete something that would have taken you 15 minutes had social media not interrupted you? So are you having those boundaries with yourself? And when it comes to the whole mental aspect of it, I go back to the the self-worth. Is social media causing you to feel insecure or is it building confidence in you? I mean, that's a good question to ask you. Ask yourself all the time. Does this make me feel insecure by looking at this or is this building my confidence? Because if you're an adult, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. If it's causing me to feel insecure inside, what on earth would I torment myself for? That is just, it's ridiculous. And, you know, I don't know. Do you feel that urge to stage your life? Mentally, are you, are you seeking outside approval? Or are we, you know, can you go on there and do things unfiltered? Or do you want to stage and filter things and throw things out there because we're seeking approval from this outside world, these outside strangers? And when does it end? Because I guess as adults, I know it sounds cheesy, but is social media causing you to love yourself more? Is it really causing you to love your your whole life more? Or is it causing you to have that FOMO, that fear of missing out? Does it cause you to, you know, I don't want to use the word necessarily hate, but just dislike yourself or feel inadequate or less than? Or is it truly causing you to love yourself more? Is it enhancing your life or causing you to feel like total crap and compare yourself or feel like a failure? And then same thing with emotional health, which I kind of touched on. I think more of the, the FOMO is more emotional. It's that fear of missing out. What does it feel like when you see these pictures and these group of friends, they got together and they were out at a restaurant or celebrating something and you didn't get the invite and there it is and there's a little stab in the heart. You're not immune to that, you know, once you pass the age of 25. You feel that at 35, 45, 55, 65 until you die. It's just the way it is. So how do you handle that? What do you do? Or are you the person that kind of stalks other people? You know, catching up on them or seeing where they are. I mean, there's all these apps and Snapchat and, you know, share your location and you want to check where everybody is all the time. Is that truly making you feel good? And I think about this because I've heard it a thousand times. I texted them and they never texted me back, but obviously they're ignoring me because I see they just posted something on Facebook. Guess what? It is none of our business what anybody else is doing at any given time of the day. And it is so controlling and manipulative to think people, uh, it's selfish. It's a million things I could go on, but to think people owe us first precedence over anything they do. I get it. If it's an emergency, maybe you invited someone, hey, let's go out to dinner tonight. You know, let's meet an hour and someone just ignored you, but yet you see they're posting, you know, throughout the night. Okay. I get that. That can feel a little whatever, but just in general, you just send a random text about anything and we're mad four hours later because they didn't respond to us, but we're see that they are on social media and they're having social media activity. Why would you do that to yourself? 
Who cares what they're doing? We're not in control of anybody else but ourselves. So obviously I get passionate about social media. You can hear it in my voice. I I think that there is a million wonderful things you can do with it, but it is highly misused. And we have to be aware if we are misusing it ourselves. And I also think, you know, it's bottom line, the biggest questions that I like to ask myself anytime before I post, what's your motive? Is this encouraging? Does it enhance other people's lives? Is it for the good? Um, you know, what am I putting out there and why? Why? Why do I feel the need to post this picture? And when I'm consuming stuff, what do I need to consume this for? Is this making my life better? Is it educational? Is it feel good? Is it resourceful? Or am I just tormenting myself? You know, it is this truly improving my quality of life. And that is not only for what you digest over social media, but is sitting here on my phone versus hanging out with people, really truly connecting one-on-one or with a group of people, is this improving the quality of my life? Is it improving the quality of my life sitting here? Maybe you're out on a walk and you're doing something that's great. But these are the questions I think that we need to ask ourselves because we are adults and this is our world. Social media is part of it. So that is my big take. And I would love for anybody, any of these podcasts, you know, if you're, if you're feeling something, if you're re- relating to anything, maybe you completely disagree with something I say. I love conversations like this because we all have different viewpoints and everybody's viewpoint is important. And anything is up for discussion. I'd love it. Email me, jamie at jamiebarris.com or send me a direct message. I do get some of those through Instagram. Maybe there's some topics that you want to hear more about. I've got tons up coming up, but social media is not going to go away. So there are a million things that we can always discuss. Anyway. I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic. Thank you so much for being here as we kick off this podcast together. I really appreciate you joining me on this journey because I'm well aware you could be doing or listening to anything right now. Hey, if you enjoy the Authentically Raw content, please support the show by following, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can also follow me on social media for daily inspiration. Head over to my website, jamiebarris.com, to sign up for weekly transformation tips. Or if you're interested in coaching, I currently have three openings for one-on-one coaching. If you're looking for an empowering community, we'd love for you to join us in the Transformation Tribe, our group coaching membership. More info available on my website under the Life Coaching and Membership tabs. One last thing, I'm rooting for you. Be real, be raw, be authentic.